0: Welcome back to another episode of the Scranton Talks podcast for all the aspiring filmmakers out there, all the people who love films, or if you're a professional filmmaker, this podcast is for you. It is full of inspirational, informative, and fun talks with filmmakers about their projects and their journeys. Scranton Talks is part of the Independent Film Creative Hub based in Scranton, Pennsylvania, hosts Luz Cabralis and myself, Desiree Zelinski founded the Independent Film Creative Hub, which is geared to help filmmakers reach their potential in becoming successful creative artists. And I'm so happy you can join us again for another episode. A lot of amazing things have been happening since we last talked. On our last episode, the, film, the Mystery Box Film Challenge has officially ended on November 30th. Um, right now, we're only accepting submissions with the waiver code that we've posted on our social media up until December 10th and we cannot wait to see what everyone came up with, just some of the films that came in over the last two months look really awesome, especially those that came from Northeast Pennsylvania. They Everyone did such a fantastic job and Luce and I are going to get down to work looking at all of them and get down to the nitty-gritty of who's going to get Best of Show for the Film Festival in April of 2022, that's when we'll premiere the Mystery Box Film Challenge film, so be on the lookout for that as it gets closer. But for today's podcast, Luce and I had the pleasure of sitting down with filmmaker and director James Worthington. James is a filmmaker and a director who loves specializing in the horror genre, but he doesn't stop there. His most recent films include two which had been nominated for Best LGBT Short at the London Shorts Film Festival and The Vampirus, which had been nominated for Best Horror Shorts at the London Shorts Festival and Best Horror at the Paris Film Festival. His short film, too, is a story about anxiety, uncertainty, love, patience, and the importance of just being there for someone, you can watch it on his YouTube channel. And I know James, in particular, was working very hard recently on his mystery box film, which I had a little sneak peek when it came in and it looks so good, <laughs> so funny. Uh, I can't wait to see all those films, but here we are. We sat down with James to talk about his projects and his journey as a filmmaker.
1: Uh, James, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe just give us a little bit of an introduction of who you are as a filmmaker, who you are as an artist, and then we'll we'll go from there.
2: Right. Uh, so, yeah, I have uh, been in, like, the Northeast Pennsylvania area for all my life. Um, I'm sure you noticed from the demo reel, um, I work with Electric Cine. I'm, like, kind of the co-founder of that, um, and that was named after the Electric City Scranton because you know, uh Lindsay Pellocacci and myself, we're both from there. You know.
1: Yeah, wordplay.
2: That's yeah.
1: <laughs> we like to that play was basically <laughs> we like to play around with the electricity as well and uh I mean mm-hmm. such a beautiful area and such an awesome name. So why not, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. exactly. Um and, and Lindsay was the one who came up with that uh name and then uh just like riffing on that, we came up with the logo and an animation for it. Perfect. Um And, yeah, so uh, basically, like, since 2018, um, she and I have been working together on film projects. Um, We just kind of, like, luckily met through a mutual friend. Um, Both discovered that we want to pursue actual careers in film. Um, And, like, since then, it's just been amazing. Um, uh, Both of our short films are, like, uh, so special to us. Like, they were both... Uh, so Two and The vampires are both stories that we've wanted to tell for years. Mm-hmm. Um, two is available now on YouTube and The Vampyrus is coming out next month. Um, and we already have two or three more projects in the, in the works. So, wow. great. Yeah.
1: No, and that's great because, I mean, you talk about uh, collaboration and friendships and just having other people that have the same likes uh, be able to help you out with your film. You're helping them out with your film, uh, with their film. I think that's what it's all about. Um, mm-hmm. tell, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, just being able to brainstorm and um, I know on 2, which is the name of the film, the first film, uh, mm-hmm. it actually... I I see you were a cinematographer, you were an editor. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the process of how to, um, I know you're collaborating, but she directed and then you did the visual parts, which is very important. Uh, So just a little bit about that and and your experience on set.
2: Yeah, so so that was the first one that we really um, like worked together on through the entire process. she had written a short film in college and then adapted it to, like, a screenplay format. Oh. Um, and it's, it's funny because 2 was filmed in the middle of Vampirus. So, like, there was the first half of Vampyrus and then all of 2 and then the second half of Vampirus. So we already knew how to, like, communicate with each other by the time we were working on that. Um, and she had, like, rough... Uh, storyboards and everything. And she was like, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Um, And basically like from a practicality standpoint. And I was like, I think that's absolutely doable. Um, And even if you wanted to like combine this shot with this shot and we can have, you know, a little bit of camera movement and, and one thing that I love about working with Lindsay is we always talk about the meaning behind every choice. Um, So like the camera is stationary when that means something and it moves when that means something right. um and it's all in service of telling the story as as well as we can and as efficiently as we can because short films need to like grab your attention and then just like get on with it and then like get out so that you're you're left with that like quick impression hopefully
1: no, 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 and you're right because uh, I I saw the movie too, and I hope everyone can see it after this. We're gonna put on all uh, the links for for everyone to see that film and just see the style of it. But because even though you didn't direct it and you're not accredited as director, as an editor and cinematographer, you you really are directing as well, right? Because you are you are directing how it's going to look uh, with your camera and. And then when you're in the editing part of it, you're really shaping up the story, cutting up the things that are not meant to be there, or maybe will tell the story different. Um, maybe yeah. you can tell us about that, because I did notice uh, that you you held a lot of the shots in that film, which mm-hmm. is very nice.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's. That's very kind the way that you put it. Um, but Lindsay is absolutely like involved at every step in the process. Um, so even though like I was physically operating the camera and and physically like editing on my laptop, um, like she's still involved in every decision-making process. So it's more about um what one of my favorite parts is just brainstorming and saying, like, what do you think about this? Um, do you want me to like work a draft of this and send it to you to see if you like it more than what we have now. Um, so it's really just, I'm, I was more of a technician. Um, and like all of the creative decisions were, you oh, know. that's great. Yeah. Um,
1: so, so when you work together with, with her, um, were you communicating daily? Um, how, how were you doing a lot of that? Um, and were you doing, maybe she was with you in the room or editing? Or are you more of a, let me put it together, see what you think, give me some notes, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, um, we actually did all of that. Um, when, when both of us were free at the same time, it was several times a day we would be uh, in communication with okay. each other. Or if things popped up, there might be a week or two in between. Um, it was very flexible. Um, and of course, with the pandemic, um, eventually the editing process became virtual and long distance. Like. Um, but, yeah, we, we really did everything, and especially with the second half. Uh, the the first half, I kind of, like, drafted on my own and sent it to her. Um, and then the second half, we were actually in the room together, which was so amazing to actually just watch the, the raw footage with someone else because editing can be a very isolating process. So to have someone physically with you and, like, commenting out loud... Um, is super artistically satisfying,
1: right? Right, and um, I like to uh, sometimes I hug conversations a little too much, but I'm gonna <laughs> give. I know Desiree had a a couple questions, but just to sort of finish out this this I'm part just of listener. it, <laughs> she's just a great listener. She's uh, just a great listener. But uh, definitely, I mean, just for the editing part, just to sort of uh, close this out uh, on that part, is just um, how do you take uh, for for anyone out there that's doing editing, right? How do you take the uh, um, I wouldn't say criticism, but critique, right? When when you're like, you know what? I think this part works really good, and then you have someone else, uh, which will be the director, saying, "Yeah, but I I kind of want it this way." Um, how was your your uh, collaboration when when it came to that?
2: Uh, so that that's an excellent question. Um, like, art I think any artistic process, it's very easy to get personally invested in the work um, which is absolutely a good thing like you have to care about what you're doing Um, but at the same time like any criticism about like I think it could be different or better in this way um, none of that is like a personal comment it's all about making the the end product as good as it can be Um, so like criticism should be welcomed in in any capacity about like especially experimenting like editing is all about actually seeing you know how everything fits together the best way and it might not be what you planned from the beginning um like a a little bit of a tangent the one that we're working on right now um is very abstract and like i i don't even have the the words to describe it it's the last one in the demo real called footprints
1: footprints um
2: and like all of the raw footage was purposefully made very vague so this now months-long editing process is seeing like what could this actually mean and it's like the possibilities are endless like we are essentially making the short film from scratch in the edit.
1: Oh, wow. That, yeah, that's, that's very, very interesting. Um, the, and especially that you mentioned that I know Desiree had the question about, so, so you move on from two, which will be a collaboration, uh, with someone else who has a different vision or maybe the same vision that you have. And now you're, we're going into your other film that has been through film festivals as well. And it's more of a, something that you directed. So a little bit more personal, uh, we you say. But I know um, Desiree had a couple questions about that and then we can sort of move on to another one after that.
0: Yeah, I was just, um, I had with um, with people who want to go see your film too. And when Fight Vampires comes up on your YouTube channel in a couple weeks, uh, what's the main takeaway that you would like people to get after they watch two and Vampires? Like the one thing from each film, what they want to take away.
2: Oh, wow. Um...
0: I
1: told you she had tough questions. You know, she's just waiting for the right <laughs> moments. I'm a very
0: thoughtful
2: person when it comes to
0: questions.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's an incredibly, like, deep, insightful question. And honestly, um, you you get so bogged down in the details of doing it that sometimes it is easy to lose sight of, like, the big picture. Um, I I think with two, it is more about understanding and and patience. It, uh, like for anyone who's seen it, you, you know, it's, it is methodically paced. Like it is, you kind of sit in every moment and hold on a lot of shots. And there's a lot of silence, Um, but it is about the, the connection there and just being there for someone. Like the presence is more important than, you know, their ear off when right. uh when the one character shows up and just starts like spouting off that's really the only like fast-paced conversation in the entire piece um and everything else is just about like calmly being there for someone who you know who needs it like she's having an anxiety attack she can't leave her apartment um you just gotta you gotta be there yeah. um no, Vampires, had... I honestly don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, was, that, was that more of a fun movie? Is that what? Is that why?
2: Uh, kind of. So the long story, as short as I can possibly make it, that is a story that started when I was in fifth grade. Oh. It it was just like an assignment, like write a one page short, like scary story. Um, and I was like, oh, I could probably expand on that. And like, writing is fun. That was the first time I ever like wrote something for fun, basically. And then the one-page version turned into a 10-page version, and then 40 pages, and then up to 134 pages. And I was like, oh, maybe I should make this into a novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple years passed. I reread what I wrote, and it really wasn't that good. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to condense this as much as possible. Um, so then meeting Lindsay and like really starting to get into filmmaking, I thought that was the perfect uh, short to start directing on, like get that idea out of the way so I can finally like move on to other projects.
1: No, yeah, that's definitely very, very important uh, because you're gonna learn every project, you're gonna learn something different, right? Yeah, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta get that passion project out as well, you know? Yeah. Because you gotta have fun, you gotta have fun. Um, Mm -hmm. I know, um, I don't know if we touched on this already, but like the biggest obstacle that you think you had, I know that we are in the time of COVID, which is unfortunate because we are missing out on a lot of things, but also you're an editor. So has that helped you a little bit, uh, just to sort of get into your projects a little bit more?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, just like I said earlier, where uh, editing can be isolating, um, it's also the perfect thing to do if you only have, like, time to yourself. Um, So that uh, has been a very easy thing to work on during this time. Um, Actually, the entire logo and animation was done because I had extra time, like, at the beginning of the pandemic. (laughs) Exactly. So so that really was a benefit there. Um, and since then, I've uh, done like editing competitions. I'm, I'm in an edit festival oh, right now. Okay. Um, I oh, This is so bad, I forget the name of it. <laughs> That's um, right. But we're editing a music video um, called Don't by Calica. Uh-huh. Um, and they just dumped like three hours of raw footage on their website and was like, here, just make whatever you can. That's um, very
1: cool. You know, I yeah. did that. I did that back in 2015. In uh, and you, and you don't realize when you do contests or you do uh little uh, experiments like that that maybe you're not gonna win. Maybe you know, but you gotta take it on as a learning uh you know uh, situation there because mm-hmm. you're gonna learn a lot from contests. You're gonna learn a lot from going you know the extra mile, uh, especially as an editor. Um, you you'll be able to do um more. Um, I know something like that it was Imagine Dragons they did uh, their music video for Adobe Uh, Mm -hmm. and I learned multi-cam there just how to edit multi-cam and be able Mm -hmm. to do that because it was so fast paced and now I'm putting that into my current project so it's -hmm. it's very good that you mentioned that um, just for any you know filmmaker that's starting right now and being able to do sometimes you don't see that you're learning from the little things that you do um, mm-hmm. So so that's great that you mentioned that. Uh, so uh, I know that's where I wanted to talk to you about the current project that you're doing
0: that you said. <laughs> yeah. If you want to touch on, like, I, I know with um a couple of things, I know you mentioned about film festivals. I know a lot of people like the end game, so to speak is uh, once you finish a film, you want to submit it to festivals again so on the film festival circuit. So what uh, kind of like what your process is to choosing and picking which film festivals you want to submit your project to. And also any kind of current projects you want to talk about that you actually are working
2: on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, uh, film festival, like search process was, uh, an interesting journey because we, we both knew we wanted to get them out there. And by the time we finished, uh, two, which we finished first, um, like we had no idea where to start and thank goodness we, uh, found filmfreeway.com it's super easy Mm -hmm. to just search any location any price range for the submissions um, a a certain date window if you're looking for you know for like the festival to be over by a certain date Um, their search tools are are super easy to use Um, so that was the main thing that we that we did we basically said like what is our budget how many Uh, festivals do we want to submit to um and also just being like semi-realistic both of the short films that we've done so far are no budget basically it's it's what we could personally afford Um, so like they're probably not going to make it at like can or sundance or or something Um, but smaller film festivals need submissions too so just see like you know, or or even like the topic, especially vampires. We were looking for horror film festivals specifically, right? Um, and two, there was a little more flexibility. Um, so yeah, that uh, I I don't know if that fully answers the question. No, no, it
0: doesn't. I mean, there's a lot of there's a a whole lot. It's just going on film or film freeway, like I've been on film Free submitting my own projects, and it's like there's so many film festivals. Like, which ones do I want to submit to? And yeah, I look at. The price of the submission why am i submitting this to like i'm submitting a script right now that i wrote to a film festival to have a screenwriting competition aspect mm-hmm. just to get it out there and stuff like that so it's kind of like all right like just seeing like how like a lot of film festivals are expensive not saying like you should definitely submit it to sundance like that <laughs> is the limit but it's like yeah you do have to look at your budget and they are kind of expensive
2: mm-hmm yeah, it, it, yeah, and and it's interesting that you uh, mentioned like screenwriting, because um, that's a whole different ball game, and especially like any festivals that say in their rules, like whether you get in or not will give you feedback. Like that's invaluable. So definitely like get it out there. get people's like cold read opinions. Like that's how you really improve is getting opinions of people who don't have the backstory. And like seeing how your work, actually plays especially as an editor if you're like in your head like every time you watch it you'll just see what you're trying to do instead of what you've actually done and how it's actually coming across so you need other people's opinions
1: no and and that's very important that you say that Uh, just again you have collaborated with filmmakers uh, on helping them shape their vision Uh, maybe they don't know how to edit maybe they don't know how to use a camera but they know what their story is is. So just being able to do that. And again, with the film festivals, um, that's a great learning experience. Um, So I I also wanted to ask, uh, before we get into the last uh, set of questions, just how do you find your resources? Uh, Let's say you're like, I have zero budget, right? How do you, and you have an idea that you want to do it. So how, what has been your experience with that? Just finding the resources other than the people that are trying to help you with the film.
2: Yeah, um, so un- unfortunately I can't speak to, uh, like crowdfunding or, mm-hmm. or anything like that um, because we really haven't gone that route. Um, like we, we've we kind of been embracing the limited resources so far and saying like, we'll only write things that we can feasibly do on our own. Right. Um, but uh i would say the the best thing you can do is is plan ahead um anybody that you bring on for a project like wants to have a plan and a vision they don't want to sit through you figuring out how you're going to do what you're trying to do um and you can never overplan so you know as many like storyboards script revisions um mm-hmm. Even filming dates and locations before you get actors or whatever, like, or or crew people. I, I yeah, I would say you can't over plan.
1: You can't over plan, yeah. but be, be ready uh, to be able to change things, right? Uh, yeah, and,
2: absolutely. <laughs> because something's yeah, um, always going to go
1: wrong. You know, you just mm-hmm. never know what it's going to be. Someone may not show up uh, and you mm-hmm. got to be ready to not give up. That's the, that, I think that's, that's the thing. Just keep, fin- your, pivot. yeah, finish mm-hmm. your project. Don't give up. And, um, so I have two last questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. For you. Uh, I'll leave the most important one to the end, but, uh, just, are, are you planning on submitting to the mystery box?
2: I am. Oh, um, all right. Yeah. Exciting. It's, I, I know I've watched every single video on that YouTube channel. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the last couple of years, it, it just didn't like work out with my schedule. Okay. But this year, um, I, you know, I knew I was meeting you two. So it was the perfect time exactly. to, uh, to finally submit something. That's um, perfect.
1: We're very excited yeah. and we hope, uh, you know, to see your film. Um, so with that, um, I know, you know, with the experience that you had in uh, your the journey that you have taken, um we're sort of coming at the end of the interview but i always like to ask uh, filmmakers and artists uh, just a very very you know typical question what advice will you give to any younger filmmaker or in, anyone uh, that hasn't done a film or is planning on doing a film but maybe feels feels alone you know like they can't do it uh, what would be your best advice for them I know it's um, hard.
2: <laughs> it it is hard, and and it, it's especially hard to think of like advice that hasn't been given a million times. Um, but like, just just talk to people. I'm very shy um, and introverted, so film being a natural thing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I? It's <laughs> um, like film is collaborative, um, like maybe the most of any art form. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you really need people, but like, don't, don't let whatever you have stop you. You can right. still make something on your own, even if it's not the dark night or, <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah, just work with what you have. Um, you have. also like I, I always work with the the one rule of improv is you always say yes. And so you can't like deny what circumstances you have or what someone has said or, or what have you, you can only work with what you have and move forward. It's always yes. And so, you know, yeah. Whatever resources you have, you can make that into a film.
1: See, there you go. So we all think alike, you know, and I like that. I I really do like that advice because a, a lot of times I think Uh, You know, filmmakers or artists, you know, like we want to do the best thing, obviously, but sometimes it's impossible with the resources we have, but we can make something and we can make something that maybe is not as good as we think it is right now, but maybe the next project will be better and then it gets better, it gets better. Uh, Yeah,
2: exactly. And you're, you're going to make mistakes. So, you know, the more you make, then the earlier those mistakes will, will fall, you know? Right. Like, like in terms of your career.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, everything else, you know, like it's, it's a great, great uh,
0: rule to follow. Um, We do have a Facebook question. Um, Oh, we do. I forgot about that. Yeah. uh, Rose Lindsay asked, James, what creative person, past or present would you like to talk to and why?
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to say, uh. Not, not to focus on The Dark Knight again, but uh, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger, I would love to uh, talk to him about his creative process and, and uh, you know, because his work was so varied and, and so influential on me. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say that.
1: No, that, yeah, he was, he was a great actor and he, he mm-hmm. did so many uh, wonderful films and uh, uh, it, was, it was a shame that we lost him so early. But uh, Mm -hmm. uh, definitely, is 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 that that was a great question. Do we have any more before? um, We do have one last question for our from Facebook.
0: Uh, What was the question, Desiree? It came from Victoria Pennington. If you could ask Christopher Nolan one thing, what would it be?
2: (laughs) Oh man, Um, I I would want to ask him. Hmm. I I would want to ask him uh like how he has the the confidence to push forward with uh like ideas that he has um mm-hmm. because all all of his movies are very um like conceptual it starts with like you know some conceit of like what have we not seen in a movie before and then just expands on that um and that's very easy for other people to shoot down and say like Oh that probably won't work. Um, so I guess I would want to ask like how he pushes forward and and how he edits his own ideas. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think that's that's great because he's he's such a, a wonderful uh director and uh I think uh we're not live so we can just talk about it. But uh is he off uh, Warner Brothers now? Like did
0: they drop him or something? Like I thought it was I- for a new studio to help
2: his next film, which I think has
0: something to do with an atomic bomb. Oh, jeez. So, yeah,
2: I I think he uh, was like, I don't want to work with you anymore after what happened with Tenet. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. But but I don't know.
0: He's one of my favorites, too.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are so many good filmmakers that I would love to gush about, but, like, you know, under the pressure of, like... (laughs) Oh man, uh, like I have to make my answer super concise. Uh the Dark Knight. Like that's always the first thing that pops into my mind.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: What uh what do you like most about The Dark Knight? I mean, I it was such a such an amazing film that it's it's kinda hard to uh pinpoint, you know?
2: Yeah, it's I I think I admire most the momentum of it. Like it really like like pacing wise, that movie just moves it it knows exactly how to set up the pieces in the beginning of the movie so that it just it just barrels forward i i don't know how to like describe that in more technical terms but the dramatic beats are just so they have such forward momentum
1: This sir will close out our program but uh, we want to thank you for you know for being yeah. here it's, it's a little bit of a short conversation but it will be available on facebook uh, as well, but uh, Desiree has some important information and then we'll, we'll close it out.
0: Yeah, so I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight for our Scranton Talks with James Worthington tonight. We do have wonderful events coming up, so be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all of that we have going on. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, because you'll see our talks go up there as well, and our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll put the talks there on our YouTube channel and our podcast. So the Independent Film Creative Hub is here for you. Mm-hmm. It's geared to help filmmakers reach their potential and becoming successful creative artists. Be sure to visit www.ourcreativehub.com and join our directory. It's free to sign up.
1: Yes, it's definitely free and um, I'm going to put up right here just the mystery box that I forgot to put before, mysteryboxfilmchallenge.com just to see um, where everything that we do is all part of the Creative Hub. So we're going to just keep on telling you about it. And if you uh, if you are not sure if you want to join our creative hub, I mean, I'm not sure why. You know, like we we want to make sure that we can bring you Scranton Talks. We can bring you Mystery Box. We can bring you other content. And again, for James, it goes for you and other creatives. If you're interested in doing anything, any collaboration with us or with other creatives, uh, Uh, content creators just feel free to go on our facebook uh site and and start connecting because that's what it's all about we want to bring film back to scranton we want to build this community and i think we're getting there so it's because of you and other artists that are doing great great things around
0: here so we want to
1: thank you for that
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Scranton Talks podcast. I hope you enjoyed your time with us tonight. And be sure to check out our next episode where Luce and I sat with my dear friend, filmmaker, and Steadicam extraordinaire, Bridget LaMonica. Bridget LaMonica is a cinematographer originally from Hamlin, Pennsylvania. She attended East Stroudsburg University for media communication. And when her student loans simply weren't high enough, she went for an MFA in film and television at the Savannah College of Art and Design. Bridget spent a couple years as a newspaper reporter after grad school, and then she devoted herself to filmmaking full-time and moved to Atlanta. Bridget has operated camera and steady Cam on a wide range of projects, and we had such a wonderful conversation with her, and it was a very wonderful perspective of... Bridget, originally from Northeast PA, decided to move to Atlanta for the opportunities that were presenting themselves down there with Atlanta kind of being a bigger boom in the film production workforce down there. So it's just a wonderful perspective she gave on that talk. So I hope you can tune in for that episode and be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you'll see our live tapings of our Scranton Talks interviews that we put on the podcast And be sure to check out our website, www.ourcreativehub.com, where you can go on there for free and sign up to our directory for free. Thank you so much for joining us again.